Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Monday morning. You want playoff action from the weekend? You'll get playoff action from the weekend because we got it for you. I'm Zach Harper. That's Jared Weiss. We've got Andrew Schleck pushing the buttons and putting away the brooms because coming up on today's show, the Raptors aren't extinct. The Clippers have a malaise again about them, and the Lakers keep the Rockets from taking off to a 2-0 lead. But first... We're not cleaning out the Milwaukee lockers just yet, Jared. Bucks 118, Heat 115 in overtime. Heat failed to sweep the Bucks as we all expected them to do weeks ago. We just assumed that the Heat would would sweep the Bucks. Instead, they take a 3-1 series lead as the Bucks avoid elimination. And uh, this was a crazy one because Giannis got hurt after 11 minutes of action. He was having a great game. He had 19 points in those 11 minutes, 8 of 10 shooting. Uh, he was just attacking and keeping them really in it because the Heat were clicking like crazy. But then he hurts that same ankle. He shoots his two free throws. He doesn't return. And Chris Middleton took over. Chris Middleton had a phenomenal third quarter. He had a great overtime. Did not score in the fourth quarter. But uh, just a great effort from the Bucks to stay alive in this one. They finally joined the series. And the Heat failed to uh, to do this. And so, Jared, I guess I ask, are the Bucks going to make history? First team to come back from 0-3. <laughs> Uh, I like to say yes, because Mike Budenholzer has finally decided to take his minutes limit off of his players now that they're in the final game of the season every single time. So uh, he really, really pushed through that outer limit of 36 minutes to play Chris 48 minutes yeah. in this game. Yeah, uh, it. And it worked. Chris Middleton, I mean, he, he did take a lot of contested long twos for some crazy reason, but he is the reason they won this game, clearly. 36 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. I mean, that's a Giannis-esque stat line. Yeah, absolutely. He had 21 in the third quarter. He had 9 points in overtime. Um, just unbelievable. In the fourth, even though he didn't score, Brooke Lopez scored 10 of his 14 in the fourth quarter. And then there was a little bit of controversy at the, at the end of regulation. Dante DiVincenzo uh, drove baseline. He got fouled by Goran Dragic, but if you look at it, it's I didn't think it was a foul. Um, they were down one at that point because Tyler Hero just hit a big three. Uh, Dante splits the free throws. A cool little moment there after he splits the free throws. He's disappointed he didn't make both of them. Uh, he did tie it up with that other free throw, but he's disappointed. Chris Middleton grabs him and is like, hey, you tied it up. Like, be happy, right? Like, that's kind of a kind of a cool little veteran moment for for Chris Middleton to do, and uh, and the Bucks just outlast them in, in overtime, and, you know, the the Heat, you know, Jimmy Butler was not very good in this game. Uh, he had 17 points on 6 of 15 shooting. He only had a couple of assists, and he didn't take over. And the ball, the ball just kind of stopped with him, as it tends to do. But the offense really stagnated when when the Bucks went to an adjustment of a switching defense, Jared. It was an amazing thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if they had just heard about it, but they started switching. And surprise, the Heat couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, I have no idea how many Wisconsin state laws they broke by switching to that switch, but <laughs> it, it was working. And I mean, the fact that I mean, Bam Adebayo took advantage and he had a great game creating for himself and for others. He had not only is he the leading scorer for this team, but also eight assists there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Adebayo just continues to evolve and going going 10 for 13 in 44 minutes to put up those numbers was unbelievable. But besides that, I feel like the switching generally worked. They did a pretty solid job of tracking Miami shooters or such a relatively solid job of tracking Miami shooters who there was a lot of good ones tonight. I mean, you had both Duncan Robinson and Jay Crowder going six for 12. This was the rare, really bad pull-up shooting night from Goran Dragic. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Hero was the hero with some clutch threes in the fourth quarter in overtime. But I mean, I guess the question, Zach, is do you expect this defensive scheme to hold now as their permanent defense for the rest of this series, however long it goes? 
Um, I expect them to go with it the rest of the way. I don't expect it to hold necessarily because the Heat will do what playoff teams do and adjust, right? Like, I think the Heat will find ways to get that ball moving and, and maybe set better picks and set better picks off ball to get guys into, you know, into the teeth of the defense and moving towards the basket to create collapses and create kickouts. Um, you know, Jay Crowder started on fire. This was what the 2016, 2017 Jay Crowder. He was like five of seven from deep, but he he finished six of twelve from deep. So he he definitely cooled off in the second half. Uh, you mentioned Dragic had seventeen points on five of seventeen shooting. Duncan Robinson knocked down the six threes, but um, I actually thought the you know aside from the ones that Tyler Hero got late, I actually thought that yeah, I think the Bucks defended the three well, and I think you know I think they got away with some stuff because of. Jimmy Butler's struggles and Goran Dragic's struggles, so maybe that makes it look a little bit better. But I don't, I still don't have confidence in them. Like if if Giannis plays in Game Five, I'm going to assume he plays in Game Five, although it didn't sound great uh, during and after the game. But I'll just assume that he's going to get treatment for 48 hours and he's going to give it a go. Do you do you expect them to be effective with him on the floor if he's hobbled? No, because the tricky thing is he needs to probably be the center if he's going to play through this because there's just no way he's going to be able to sprint across the floor like he usually does. So if they're having him play center, then what do they do with Brook Lopez? They play Brook Lopez. You know, it's possible that that lineup might actually be the ideal lineup for them against Miami. But I, I feel like Bam would probably be the one to take advantage of that. So there seems to be no clean solution. But I mean, as long as Giannis just stops coming down the court and taking pull up threes that are tightly contested, he's probably going to be effective. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like. I also feel like it's kind of dangerous. I mean, is this stupid to ask of like if the Buck, like the Bucks should not play him in Game Five, and then if they win that one, then you bring him back for Game Six because the O three comeback has never happened. I would worry about a long term injury if Giannis tries to go again and hurts it for a third straight game. Yeah, I mean, if it's let's say it's a grade two ankle sprain, which I'm imagining it is at the very least, if he's in a walking boot, you don't want that to turn into a grade three or risk some serious tears or breaking his ankle or something like that. Like this, this is not your last shot at winning with Giannis. Right. Um, and also just Giannis, for, forget about the contract situation. Giannis deserves to not be put at risk and they can't they have to also just do right by him. Um, so. I just I think what you're saying makes sense because just one, it gives him a little bit more time to heal to the point that the inflammation goes down and they can try to play on it. And two, yeah, I guess there is more value in him playing in that game where they're closer to the end goal than in their next game. So I think your logic makes sense. The uh, the stat from Tom Haverstroh going into this game was uh, the Bucks were something like plus 700 some odd points in in the paint this season compared to their opponents like they just dominate the paint in that way and I think going into this into this game they were just plus two against the heat through three games they won the paint battle 54 38 in this one uh Wes Matthews had a just a he was just on the rough end of a couple of runs he was minus 25 in this game Dante DiVincenzo was plus 22 uh but a telling stat from Cooper Moorhead of the Miami Heat.com uh the heat points off turnovers they had 28 points off turnovers in game one, 22 in game two, 14 in game three, and 11 in game four. So um, even when the Bucks make mistakes, because there were eight live ball steals, uh, eight live ball turnovers, even when the Bucks make mistakes, they're not giving up points off those. So that is a huge turn. And I guess if that keeps up, then uh, you know maybe the Heat have a little bit more work to do. 
Well, poor West. I mean, there were a lot of there was some drop uh, coverage at the end there, and every single time you would see West having to pick up Bam Adebayo as Adebayo would roll, and that did not go well for him. So who knows? Maybe they just need to play really gigantic with their with their guys out there and play Marvin Williams forty minutes in this next game. All right, some of the other action from Saturday: the Raptors even up their series two two. By grinding out a 193 victory over the Celtics, Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry combined for 39 points. Pascal Siakam didn't hit threes. He was 2 of 13, but he did score 23 points. Jalen Brown struggled in this one. Jason Tatum couldn't save the day, and now they're going to have to play for that coveted 3-2 series lead. The Nuggets also tied their series with the Clippers at 1-1 by controlling the game, especially for the second half. Nikola Jokic had 26 points, 18 rebounds. Jamal Murray, 27 points. Kawhi Leonard couldn't make shots. He had 13 points on 4-17 shooting. Paul George, 22 on 7-19 shooting. And now Nikola Jokic will be questionable for Game 3 with a sprained wrist. We expect him to play, right? I mean, his wrists already look so flimsy when he's out there anyway, so I just assume it's just going to only enhance his game. It's got it. Right now he's got even more angles with the, you know, if it's wrists just flopping around, <laughs> he's got even more angles on those passes. I think I think we can expect him to be out there. And then Daryl Morey said that re-signing Mike D'Antoni is a top priority for the Rockets this offseason. That's new. I- I mean, somebody just made a billion dollars betting on that coming out uh, from a year ago. I mean, Mike D'Antoni has been the lame duck coach that already presumably was getting the Pacers job as of a week ago. So I am blown away by this. But you know what? Maybe it has something to do with Mike D'Antoni being a great coach. Yeah, he's actually pretty good. And maybe I don't know. Maybe they can work out a, a deal to where he's, you know, he coaches the Pacers and the Rockets. Why not? You know, let's get <laughs> let's get innovative. The Rockets like to innovate. Let's get innovative. Yeah, well, you know, if you can get a defense where everybody's six foot six to shut down uh, the Lakers, and that's going to make you say some crazy things. Live sports are back, and it's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure that your Nuggets are as safe as possible when the matchup happens. Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced. They actually released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and it includes a slash tip tweezers rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Their Perfect Package 3.0 comes with new and improved lawnmower waterproof cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and the Reviver is a spray-on toner made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code ATHLETIC20. Take your grooming game to the next level. All right, Jared, let's get to the Lakers-Rockets game. Lakers 117, Rockets 109. That series is now tied at one game apiece after the Rockets went up 1-0 on Friday night. Anthony Davis figured out how to be tall and skilled against small guys. 
34 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 15-24 from the field. LeBron James was ridiculous. I thought his pacing in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, was incredible. He finished with 28 points, 11 boards, 9 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks. And... Jared, like, they overcame the big Rockets run, 41-point third quarter that gave them a lot of life. But James Harden, as well as he played, and his numbers won't pop at you. He had 27 points and 7 assists. He usually has much better numbers than that. But I thought he played an incredibly controlled game. Uh, But it's Russ. Russ was so bad in this one, Jared. Like, Russ was so bad, and the Rockets just, whenever they were on, whenever he was on the court in the fourth quarter, it seemed like the Lakers could defend that team pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, just look at the shooting from across the board with Houston. Everybody shot really well in this game, and then you get to Russ, and it's one for seven from deep, four for 15 from the field, completely out of control per usual. And it's funny just because his out of controlness occasionally makes plays for him. But we saw, like, on the very first possession of the fourth quarter, he's guarding LeBron James one on one at the top of the arc, and LeBron just blows by him, and Russ doesn't even move. And there's just some moments like that where you're just like, is Russ, Russ is so over-focused that he doesn't even notice the play actually happening past them half of the time. Or he just completely just checks out mentally because he's too locked in. And this was one of those nights where it was really harmful. And it buried what I thought was going to be a winning moment where the Raptors were going to go up to nothing. And as we all know, of course, in this round of the playoffs, two nothing leads are guaranteed. Wins. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Russ said after the game, he said, right now I'm just running around. I got to look at film, figure out how to be effective. That's from uh, Kelly Eco of the athletic covers. The Rockets does a phenomenal job. And I agree with him. It did just look like I'm- he was running around. I can't believe Russ said that. I actually didn't even know about that quote. And that is the most self-aware Russ quote yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Usually he's upset at questions, but he was, I mean, that's very <laughs> self-aware because he just, it, it's not even like, oh, he wasn't in a rhythm. Like he wasn't in the same game, Jared. Like he was that, yeah. he was that bad. And I don't want to take away from what AD did. I don't want to take away from what LeBron did. And again, I thought Harden, even though his numbers weren't, Harden-esque like I I just thought he played an unbelievably controlled game I don't know what the exact numbers are I would guess he had like 10 hockey assists because of the way he was moving the ball and the way it was it was setting up other passes for scores um but you know Westbrook I don't want to say he lost this game for them because I think I think they still could have done more um even with him on the court and it's not all on him but man he, he was just he was so bad yeah, but and let's not let that taint this game because I feel like the the Heat Bucks game felt like a terrible game. It felt like it was one was of the teams slog, lost man. more than yeah, the other. Right. <laughs> while while this game felt like one of the teams won more than the other one. Yeah. Even though the Rockets had some frustrating miscues at the end, and also Alex Caruso made like several saves that were bad ideas. One of which actually worked out nicely and turned into an AD um, uh, layup. But and then we also at least had that hardened ankle breaker on Danny Green. That was probably a push off based on their reaction. Who knows? But what I really love was the Lakers with Rajon Rondo, who is still playing now um, and put up some big numbers in this game. I think he almost had a double double there uh, with 10 points and nine assists. But him and AD started high trapping James Harden and forcing Harden to swing the ball back out to Russ. And 
it was obviously the right decision, and it was a little too late that they figured out the play was for Russ to start sneaking down the middle, and then the Lakers would have to try to deal with that, and that would give Harden a chance to attack. And it was yeah. just a little too little too late there. Uh, but credit to Frank Vogel, I think he was really ahead of D'Antoni and making the right adjustments throughout the game. Yeah, I thought I I thought the fourth quarter or the third quarter when the Rockets went off, obviously Rockets score forty one points in the third quarter. That's going to be a great quarter for them. But I I just thought that. It just looked like every time the Lakers tried to trap Harden, um, they they didn't know how to rotate. They didn't know how, where to go. The guys were just all over the place. And and then you know Frank Vogel kind of settled them down a little bit. LeBron settled them down, and they got their rotations a lot tighter in the fourth quarter. And they were able to um, you know to to just pull through and, and make plays whenever they needed to. You mentioned Rondo, playoff Rondo, man, he's back. Ten points, nine assists, five steals, plus twenty eight in twenty nine minutes. I mean, he could like. I almost think that undersells how good he was in this game, which is crazy. He should have been a plus one seventeen. Absolutely, I agree with you. His mental energy is what gave the Lakers all those points there. And let's make sure that Kyle Kuzma gets a shout out here because yeah. Kyle Kuzma went six for seven. Efficient Kyle Kuzma. He was a hun- He shot a hundred percent from three point range. He only took one, but he shot a hundred percent. And he didn't get roasted case. on defense every time out like he did in game one. <laughs> Like he no, he well, played a great game. Mark Markeith Morris also played a great game. He had sixteen points, hit four threes in this one. I mean, he was great early. Yeah, between Morris spotting up from three in the half court and Kuzma having some really nice plays in transition, uh, I, I they're finding. I think for the first time in the playoffs, an actually well-rounded, comprehensive rotation that is that contributes, and they did it by going small. Javale McGee played eight minutes. Uh, Deion Waiters, who weight-wise is probably the second biggest player on the team, he only played three minutes. Dwight Howard didn't play. I mean, they are staying small. Anthony Davis is playing center, which is his position. I don't care how much he complains about it. This is 2020. If you're seven <laughs> feet tall, you have to play center. Um, and it, it's they're able. It's amazing that the double big team that plays traditional lineups is adapting to playing against Houston. And I think they probably will win the series because of that. Yeah, Frank Vogel said after the game he planned on playing Dwight Howard, but then Marquise Morris knocked down a bunch of threes early, and he just decided, okay. I'm not going to play him tonight. We got to we got to stay small. And we're going to do it this way, uh, and it and it worked out. PJ Tucker, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Can I sell? Can I share with you something that blew my mind tonight? Dragonfly blow Jones mind, on Zach. Twitter and said this, and this was confirmed by Nick DePaula of ESPN. PJ Tucker and Chris Wilcox were high school teammates. Chris Wilcox How played on the Clippers 20 years ago. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And people are like, well, maybe I don't care what the math is. It doesn't make sense to me. P.J. Tucker's 35 years old. I get it. He was probably a freshman. And Wilcox was a senior. I don't care. That blew my mind. I guess because Wilcox, did he come straight out of high school? No, he went to Maryland for a year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was. They, he played next to, was it Lonnie Baxter, I think? Yeah, that sounds right to me. But that, yeah, I, mean, I remember That was a good team. Great, a great team. Yeah, that was crazy to me. Yeah, Chris Wilcox, P.J. Tucker, high school teammates. I'm pretty sure I covered Wilcox in like my second or third year in the NBA. So it's been he's been around for a long, long time. Chris I can't Wilcox believe. was on the same Clippers teams as Darius Miles. 
I can't get over this. Okay, I'll go back to this game. Eric Gordon had 24 <laughs> points on 8-16 shooting. He was fantastic in this one. Lakers, 30 assists, and they scored 27 points off the 17 turnovers from Houston. Uh, they shot 56% from the field, 44% from deep. Uh, the Rockets, they, they shot well from three-point range aside from, from Russ. They were 22-53 of 53 from, from downtown. That's 41.5%. Uh, in terms of what they did defensively, Jared, do you think that the Rockets have to try to change much, or is it just, you know, all right, they hit some threes tonight that we probably don't think they're going to make moving forward. If we stick with what we do, maybe we'll get more results like game one. Yeah, I wouldn't really change that much. I mean, AD hit a bunch of pretty well-defended fadeaways. Um, I mean, what like one of the shots that he got late in the first half, he literally nut punched uh, Jeff Green as he was going by him like I feel like Jeff Green would have defended a lot better if he was uh, able to breathe during that play right um, and then LeBron hit some great contested shots it was just I mean the Lakers they shot 56 percent in this game Daryl so, Moore launched an investigation of that one as well. I mean he should at least happen? at least file a lawsuit just to get it in the court system 100%. but I I, I think I think the Rockets should continue to do what they do. I mean, the Rockets. I don't know if one trick pony is necessarily the way to put it, but they don't really have they don't have a fallback option to the way that they play. They play the way they play, unless they're going to break out Tyson Chandler, which I don't think is going to be happening. They're going to play the way they play, and they just have to overwhelm you with their intensity and physicality. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy to do, guys. Usually, we just brush it off, blame ourselves, and I lost my mojo, or say I had a long day at work. Sorry, I'm just not feeling it. Maybe the sun's in your eyes, Jared? I don't know. I don't know why, why you're having troubles, but sometimes we have troubles, and guys, it's okay. We can be honest about it. You know why? Because we can get Roman. It's easy to talk about with Roman because they will help you with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, it's safe, and if you want it to be, it's totally discreet. If you're still feeling a little, you know, a little shame about it, which you shouldn't because, again, it happens and you can correct it. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, they'll ship it to you for with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward. It's simple. It's discreet. Get started by simply just going to GetRoman.com ding, like in the daily ding, and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete that online visit today and get connected with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Stop worrying about it. Stop feeling shame about it. Just get it taken care of. Get it done. Go to GetRoman.com ding today. If you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com ding get roman.com slash ding get some pep in your step guys all right big games coming up on monday at 3 30 pacific time 6 30 eastern on tnt the raptors and the celtics will face off to try and grab a 3-2 series lead on the basket buds edition of the athletic nba show which you can listen to right now on monday on the athletic or on any platform that you get podcasts. Jay King said that Robert Williams could be the key to the Celtics winning this series. How is that possibly true, Jared? Do you agree? 
Uh, I get that because his defense was so bad in the last game that if he just plays passable defense, they could win. Um, but uh, yeah, Rob Williams is the massive wild card. And we've written, uh, Jay and I have both written about this a bunch in our coverage of the Celtics and Eric Murphy and Eric Corey in a touch on this covering the Raptors that they, you know, Rob Williams is he's a real all or nothing player at this point of his career where he's either making huge plays or really bad plays. And at the end of the day, he's either a net positive or a net negative. He's not a neutral player. And so if that swings in the Celtics favor, he definitely could give them a huge edge, especially in the middle of each half. Who wins game five? <laughs> uh, we do America oh. and Canada. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the Raptors the win then. Raptors win game five at <laughs> six PM Pacific time, nine PM Eastern. The Clippers and the Nuggets will have their showdown to see who can grab a two one series lead. Uh do the Clippers play like a pickup team that just met each other five minutes before? Uh well they have the entire season, so I don't okay. think that should change now. Will the Nuggets capitalize on that in game three like they did in game two? Yes, I think Jokic is going to hit a hook shot from the corner three-point area just to take advantage of the flimsiness at some point. Uh, I think it's. I think that the wrist is going to cause him to play with his back to the basket, and they're going to run curls all around him, and he's going to get 10 drop-off assists, and it's going to be so glorious because Montrezl Harrell is going to have absolutely no idea what to do out there on defense. By the and way, then Kawhi's going to score 14 points in the fourth quarter. There you go, and they'll probably win that. Um, by the way, since the... There is the announcement that he's questionable for Game 3. When Jokic plays, I believe the the sports books will probably have Marcus Morris slapping the hell out of his wrist illegally for no reason at, like, minus 3,000. So I wouldn't lay any money on that. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a good return. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget, forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network, the Athletic NBA Show. We've got a fun one on basketball. We hit every single series coming up on Monday. we got tampering, hoops adjacent, uh, point of contention and nerder she wrote of course no dunks always no dunks uh house of strauss we got all the team specific shows just follow on the app get notifications for new episodes utilize the podcast comment section all that good stuff and let us know that we're doing a great job if you're not a member of the athletic what are you doing you gotta subscribe to the athletic jared how are they not subscribe to the athletic at this point it's the best basketball coverage out there i mean i got mine for free so i don't know what you guys are doing i actually think i still pay for mine because i was that's how good it is i'm willing to keep subscribing and paying my own money on that one thanks for waking up with us please wear a mask please stay socially distanced be safe it's really hot out there stay as cool as you can and jared hit me with that sign off ding ding